podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. Episode number 70. I remembered to look it up this time. Man, the pace is slow. The pace is slow. And we are back. It's been a while. It feels like we're always saying that. Or at least I'm always saying that, and that's me, your host, as always, Tiggs, talking to your cast and crew, Russ. I'm the good one. Alex. <laughs> I'm the cute one. And Peter. I'm the Peter. Oh, he is the Peter. Oh. And so, yeah, we've got a lot of movies to talk about, because it's been, again, like I said, a while. So, shall we just jump right into this, lads? I uh, Sure. All right, so then let us get... I haven't said this in a long time. Let's get the rust down for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's actually uh, not a whole lot. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy, directed by James Gunn, written by James Gunn. The Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true parentage. Just one sentence. And it doesn't sound that exciting, does it? No. No, not really. Oh, that's it then. All right, yeah, moving Done on. Dusted. <laughs> so, okay, so I don't, I don't know if anyone remembers. I can't, I can't recall my initial reaction to the announcement of the first Guardians. I don't or remember either. How excited I was for the first Guardians, if I was at all. I don't think I was. I was just like, this is I a wasn't weird excited. series. Why yeah. would they go with that one? Yeah, but, I think I thought it would never work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I remember watching it. Of course, I think I saw that was one of those movies that I saw twice in a weekend. Okay. Um, oh yeah, loved it, and I don't know. I, th- I think I was really—I don't know—like this time around. I think I was more worried that I really wanted to tamper my expectations and really kind of go in a little bit slower this time around, just because I—I really—I—I I, I don't know. I just couldn't see it doing. I just couldn't see it either doing something different well or doing something the same. Doing the same thing well. So I was a little worried about this, and I—I I don't know. I kind of agree that it did not do the same thing or a different thing well like i I was very let down by the end of this movie um i don't that's not really yeah i i think i think it's okay like but i think that it's okay at best i mean i still enjoyed it a great deal i thought there was less out and out jokes than the first one i disagree i thought that they were just trying so hard to make jokes oh maybe i just didn't think they were jokes. <laughs> and then, like, half the movie is just, like, yelling. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's, I don't know. It, it kind of lost it on me. I, I liked, I, I liked the Stallone stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, that was really good. And, I, I mean, again, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and I enjoyed watching, but it's not something that I really am jumping at the idea of revisiting anytime soon. I'll say this. Because we talk on this podcast. <laughs> um... So me saying something would help the yes. podcast sound good. <laughs> That's um, debatable. <laughs> well, we can debate the merits of what a podcast is or isn't, or you can let me say what I think about Guardians on this podcast. Russell, just like to speak for everyone and just like to say that we would all would love to hear what you think. Well, I'm going to speak for myself because <laughs> that's the kind of guy I am. Okay. Anyway, I feel like Guardians 1 is still it kind of 
like similar to Iron Man, it was so refreshing and new that it's infinitely rewatchable. Um, but this Guardians felt like a good episode of Guardians the series. Um, I don't mean that it, it that it wasn't good because it felt kind of episodic, but Marvel has a tendency to get very, very, very episodic in nature because everything's a part of this bigger picture. Yeah. That said, like the first movies are usually the only ones that get to just be themselves. Um, That's true. That's a good. This point. one has to serve a, like a lot of larger masters, but I thought better than most of their direct sequels. This one did a really good job of like instead of going bigger in a lot of senses. Let's deepen these character relationships. Let's kind of uh, establish that if we're going to throw around the word family a thousand times, like these people kind of need to feel like one. So I thought that was some of its strength. I was, I thought there was less comedy unless it was just, I didn't think it was as funny. Um, but I'm happy that they kind of dialed back characters like Rocket and Groot because oh, yeah. all you could do with those characters is run them into the ground. So I'm happy that they kind of like broadened and let Drax do a lot more. So I thought it was it definitely wasn't as good as the first one. I watched the first one a thousand times and this one I'll I'll watch it, but I think um yeah, it's a good episode of the series. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I so Kind of what you said about sequels, like not being able to be their own thing. I think that's. I think in contrast, that what that's what makes um, Winter Soldier so good in my book, oh. because it does not feel like a sequel to First Avenger at all. No. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Like or Avengers at that point. No. Yeah. Well, I I completely agree with you, Russ. That like. I think that, like, we had, we as a people, like, love, like, I don't know, I loved the first Guardian so much, like, when I saw it, couldn't stop smiling, enjoyed the shit out of it, wanted to watch it again a thousand times, and I think in doing that, I got kind of already close to the characters, so Mm -hmm. when it was time to see the next chapter in that, yeah, you're right, it just felt like I was just watching the show, like, it didn't feel like I was seeing some epic new adventure, Mm -hmm. which, in some ways was a little, you know, disappointing. Sometimes you're like, okay, yep, they're going to put on a tape and the song's yep. going to play and it's going to be a fun sequence, but I know what's going to happen. Right. And, like, that sometimes, like, did sort of make me, like, feel like I was calling everything before it happened. But when stuff would still happen, I still enjoyed it. And I still, like, really, like, I know that, like, even Pete, you were saying before that you kind of didn't like what they did with uh, Peter Quill's character. Yeah, it's something me and Russ had talked about a couple times, that it, they position him to be the leader, which takes away from the sort of goofy doofus comedy that he got in the first one, and yeah. it makes it seem out of place, mm-hmm. and almost wastes what Chris Pratt is so good at, just like Jurassic World did. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I was, you know, in comparison to the two, I think... You know, this is kind of meaningless since I don't have cable or anything. But if Guardians, if the first Guardians of the Galaxy is on TV, there's a good chance I might take out the DVD and start it back from the beginning because I was just reminded of it. But if Guardians Two is on TV, I might watch it just from where it is, sort of thing. You know? Yeah. I might, I might still watch it because I'll, I'll not change the channel, 
But I don't think it's going to say, you know what, I really want to watch this movie right now, but I, I want to start from the beginning. But I would definitely do that with the first one. Yeah, and yeah. There's, there's like absolutely. I don't know. Like again, like it sounds kind of like we're 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 dumping on a little bit, but like it does. I still really like. I still really liked it though. Sure, like, you do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, um, like I I think that like even though you kind of could again like some stuff felt telegraphed. Like you kind of knew who was going to end up being more bad. Uh, I still think like some of the emotional stuff. I think it was all yeah. right. I think it wasn't yeah. done like bad. I like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was the it was more sappy. Was really great in the moment. Like, there's some stuff with Yondu that that really hit me. Yeah. Really hit me in the moment. But when I thought about it later, I was like, well, you know, they kind of tacked that on a little bit. And it's not something I felt sure. about him before, especially his relationship. His relationship with Quill. You didn't quite get that any like any foundation of that in the first one. Yeah, so I didn't feel that. That's something that you shoved in. And granted, while I'm watching the movie, you slipped it in well, and it affected me. It affected me. But but when I think back on it, it was like, well, that doesn't exactly make sense outside of the the narrative. Uh, I I totally agree with that. Yeah, I did actually like all the Yondu stuff. Uh, I, I I agree. Now thinking back on it, but like in the moment, I, I was definitely very much into it. Oh, it's yeah, in the moment, it, it got me at the time. Yeah, I was I was fucking hook line sinker at that point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, then, yeah. Do we? Have... I don't have any more much more to say about this one. Um. Next time, James Gunn get more of your relatives and friends stacked in it, right? I thought Sean Gunn was great. <laughs> Okay. He actually was pretty good. I but it's so funny, you're like, guess, yeah. guess which guy is the brother of the director? The guy that looks exactly like him. Yeah. Um, I just think it's fun that uh, I really like that character, and I could not tell you what his name is. <laughs> oh. I mean, I only know his name from watching Gilmore Girls, so I can't really speak. No, 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 the, the, the character's name. Oh, the character's name. Oh, God, no. Who would even... No, it's Sean Gunn. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the character's name is Sean Gunn, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, all right, let's move on uh, to the next Vin Diesel flick of the summer, I think. Right? Sure. Yeah. We'll go... I mean, going in reverse order. Going in reverse order. I remember which one came out second. Was it Triple X? Fate of the Furious. It was Triple X, Fate of the Furious, and then Guardians. Okay, so Fate of the Furious. Russ, down me. Cool. Um, um, yeah, sounds kind of problematic. Down. Um, oh. when a mysterious woman seduces Dom into the world of terrorism yep. and trail <laughs> of those closest to him, the crew face trials that will test them as never before. Yo, I like that in the this... first sentence it, it describes Dom being radicalized. I know. <laughs> Alex, did he you see seduced. He wasn't seduced. That's co- uh, that's coercion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I did not see it, actually. I <gasps> can't believe, like, I can't believe it. I didn't. I didn't see it. it. I was gonna say oh. I didn't think you had seen it. God. Yeah, you guys. Um, it came out uh, a night that I had uh, work. So, so then, there was a really just... weird thing that they did, and they had it play one night only. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one else would go with me. I bet you could have asked any. You've of never us seen a movie again. by yourself. I, all the time, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I wanted so. to, like I wanted to like bro out during this, and like I don't know. I think I would agree. I think this would be a weird movie to see by myself in theaters for the first time. Yeah. 
if I if I was if I was doing like a two movie day, I think I would still see it by myself, but but it would have to be after the first time I saw it with a bunch of people. Yeah, I saw it with you guys, and I saw it with my sister. So that's how I roll with the Furious movies. You saw it with both your familias. Exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I had I had a little bit of trouble, kind of settling in with this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the first twenty five minutes ish was a little hokey, in a way that I was unprepared for. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know if that's just. I, I think you know. You, you we, like, especially us. We got on such this high with fast movies. It's hard that, to meet expectations. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I put them on a higher pedestal than they are artistically, and not just enjoyment wise. Right. That I have a little trouble getting into it. I don't. I. I think maybe if you watch them all back to back, the beginning of this movie would not feel weird at all. I gotta say, after like we saw it, uh, we all saw it except for Alex, and mm-hmm. uh, the first twenty five minutes, I, I totally agree with you. I, I was like, okay, this is this is a little much. And then what? Uh, after watching it a second time, uh, I was it, it like blew by. It breezed, but it didn't even feel like yeah. the twenty five minutes that it was like like it was it it actually like worked totally for me. It didn't seem as over the top and cheesy as like. Well, I mean, the car race did, but like uh, all the kids stuff at the beginning, like it all it all kind of worked. Uh, because you knew it was coming, and you were just like, just fucking tell me. And so knowing yeah. it already going in, you're just like, okay, now I'm fine with all this. Yeah, and I also don't know how much that suffers because of the fact that it's almost the same opening as the new Triple X movie. Oof, let's not even get into that yet. Russ, I mean, much better, but it, oh it feels... Oh, yes, it is. Russ? Yeah? Tell me what you thought. Um, I liked it. Really? Um, I thought you were like you were all gung ho about it coming. Cool. I liked it. I I thought I like that they have established. Okay, these movies are now just about trying to heighten the one before it. Yes. Um. And if you're looking for some grand, you know, genius spectacle, then. I don't know why you continued watching these movies after five because five was like where the franchise linked up between like actually telling a really cool story, having good action and being kind of hokey. Everything that has come after that is really less interested in story and more interested in just being like insane. So if every two years we get a movie where I see some shit that I don't expect to see, I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, as long as they like keep the general spirit of these characters the way they should be. So I, my only real critique is Statham, who was great. Oh yeah, he was. Um, he was really awesome in this movie, but these people shouldn't like him or no, be definitely okay not. Him it's crazy that all. they accept him. And if and the only acceptable alternative for me to see this happen is. Uh, okay, we just retcon and say Han didn't die, but right. now Han hates all of you, and right. Han is working with uh, Cypher to kill you all. Because... Literally got goosebumps as you were saying that. Not that's all I want. <laughs> and that and that's what I want, because at least it will be provide justification. Because if this guy killed Han, I, you should never like him. Yeah. Don't make him charismatic. I, yeah. I agree with that. And, and, and I don't know. So I, I mean, I did like this movie a whole lot as well. 
Um, but I feel like like what you were saying, where where you see the unexpected. I felt that this movie's trailers gave so much more away this time that when I saw it, it was like, okay, yeah, I remember all these scenes happening, as opposed to like say the last one. Like, you saw a lot of the scenes happening, but when they fucking jumped to the second tower, my mind, like, I literally almost flipped out in the fucking theater. Um, oh, that was great. Yeah, and, and, like, that unexpectedness, I felt like I, like, the the grandness of the, of the crazy action scenes, which were awesome and, and super well done, but I already had an idea about them in my head, and it never, like, it, it would always hit that expectation, but it never surpassed it like it did in, in, in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's there. There wasn't a huge amount of shock, and and that's, I mean, that's a weird testament to the last one because the trailer for Seven shows the car going from building to building. Yeah, but and you see the two buildings in the shot in the trailer. Yeah, that it happens again just absolutely blew my mind. Like, I don't, I don't like. It's like they they could get that shock value with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Anything that truly, I would agree with you, like, completely blew me away in terms of I was, was so surprised that that was a part of it or that they pulled that off in some way. I mean, there was some fun stuff in the the, the, the final ice fight. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, uh, no, 100%. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think about the lack of Paul Walker in this movie? This is the first one since Tokyo Drift um, to be missing him, but do like how how tough or how much did you feel that um, that absence? Um, because I really yeah, missed it, it. I I did miss I missed it. I mean, obviously, once the plot gets moving enough and you're going from like location to location, like almost every thirty thirty minutes or so, you you start to forget it. But you realize, like, these movies don't hold up with just Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah, 100%. As, like, a a main character. So unless they're going to elevate one of the other existing characters to be the, like, within-unit de facto kind of leader... Well, Lucas Black, right? then (laughs) Then it doesn't really work. Like, I mean, obviously Letty has... Can like maybe it's her because she has a connection with Vin, but the the group with even with Vin there, the group needs that like on the other leader guy. Yeah, yeah. and I feel when like Vin turns on, then no one really steps up, and like The Rock has to fall into that role, but his character is too big for that. Role. Yeah, it right. is. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's like a normal quality that he brings to it. Um that that's really hard, I think, to to grasp it and to be captured by the rest of the cast members, and even so much as like like the Tej and Roman scenes, they're always good and they're always funny. But like watching those and then being like, oh, but we're never going to get like a Tej Roman Brian scene again or or a Brian Roman right. scene again, and that's just like those were you really felt something like it, it was almost it was like the glue that held everything together, like it. On on paper, or or like they want you to believe that it's Vin, but in the in the background, it's actually Brian the whole time. Yeah, right. I think you can easily elevate Tej. Yeah, his character more than anyone else's. That may, I mean, granted, maybe Michelle Rodriguez, but because of her like sort of innate relationship to Vin Diesel's character, I think it's hard to sort of buy that without it being like really feeling like mom and dad running the family. Yeah, that's true. I do think that those are the two most likely to to take those reins. Um, who was, 
Oh man, who's the kid that the? Uh, yeah, just did, I felt like that they were trying to push that almost at some point, and it just like didn't work for me at all. Like like uh, we need this guy to sort of be the the Walker character, but like no. I like oh, to play name? off of Roman. Uh, well, I thought was a good idea. Like that's where you got to stick him. Like he doesn't have to be the biggest thing, but he can make Roman do fun stuff. So why not? Right, which was Tej's role basically beforehand. So like that would almost be like Tej can move up at that point, and then he becomes yeah. the new Tej. Yeah. What was his name in the movie? Little nobody. Yeah, they little nobody. Them. That's right. Oh man, that was really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, fun and much better. Much, much better than the first Vin Diesel movie to come out this year. I think it was the first. There might have been another one. Who knows? But the first big one, which was Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Russ? Give me a second, because I wasn't on the website. I was somewhere else. And now I'm back. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't see Return of Xander Cage, but I will rust down Return of Xander Cage. Xander Cage is left for dead after an incident, though he <laughs> secretly returns to action for a new tough assignment with his handler, Augustus Gibbons. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess that's I kind of true. I actually rented this the other day. I still haven't watched it. Oh, I thought, okay. So, is it just Tiggs and I? I saw it. Guys, I'll be honest. Like I said, I was so drunk when I saw this. I don't know if I remember anything. And in my head, it was pretty fun. That might not be true. Try to try to try to remind me of what happened. I know there's one point. Skis turned into. No, he was on skis. Yeah. yeah. There was no snow, and then he switched to a uh, yeah, skateboard, like a longboard or something. Yeah. Longboard. Yeah. yeah. And this is also he, so the local people could watch a soccer game. Yeah, you got to admit that's a good reason. Because he's the hero of this island town. Yeah, I don't know. This movie was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it really, it really played with the classic. Like, why aren't these characters dying? Right? Weren't they a second ago? Like, wasn't there a bunch of, like. The drama put to the fact that this character was just dying. <sighs> and then the character would just, like, show up. Like, Donnie Yen, like... Oh, yeah. Could have swore that dude died. <laughs> but no, 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 fine, but yeah. And then that... that Yeah, they really do play with that. With a couple of characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, which is weird. Because it's like, who cares about this franchise for the most part? Like, kill the character off. Sure. Whichever one. Um, it, all of them... Uh, that that are supposed you know that you that you see have the death scene like it, it's again it, it, like all for the most part expendable characters in like a, a mostly expendable franchise at this point uh, like, I don't even understand like why they brought it back. Um, well, the big thing like what me and you six have talked yeah. about when we met well we mentioned Alex really early like that Vin Diesel just makes these really smart choices because he's started to produce a lot of this stuff too in terms of. Really making sure that the casting is international, yeah. that the scenes are international, and his his movies make a lot seven eight times more money overseas than they do in America. Like uh, so, uh, for Box Office Mojo, I'm looking at Triple X. It made forty about forty five million in the U S. Okay, it made three hundred and one million. Oh my god! 
Uh, and even if you think about something like The Last Witch Hunter, oh. made $27 million and made 119 foreign. Damn. Like, it's, he just... Yeah. So for, yeah, so for Triple X, he's got Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. He's got Neymar. He's got the uh, the Indian girl, uh, Topeka. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got Tony ja, Tony Ja. Like, he... Tony Collette. Tony, yeah, Tony Collette, don't forget. Um, so he just stacks this stuff, and, and he's like, and he's been doing this for a long time, too. He really makes sure he gets a lot of, like, bankable foreign stars. They go to all these different locations. Yeah. He's cultural, culturally ambiguous himself. Yeah. And he just makes sure that it feels accessible and not just, like, granted, it will feel like an American movie in terms of, like, the weird blockbuster stuff, but make it feel accessible to anyone and it's going to be jet setting around and make, there's going to be people who, uh, they might go to a place that looks like your home or with people that look like you and it's just like, it's everywhere. Wait, yeah. I'm reading the Wikipedia for this. You're right. There's three different characters that times it says someone faked their death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's nothing but people faking their deaths. Neymar fakes his death. They, yeah. It's... Soccer star Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that's just the, the weird thing about Vin Diesel, like, and but it's a good idea, like you know, he's 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 a dude that, you know, when his name gets starts getting put on for a producer producer because he wants to do a little bit more work, like he's making some good choices. Yeah, he is. Uh, well, well, Pete, like you're saying with the international stuff, like remember when they tried doing that with um, uh, Iron Man, and they tacked in that one scene where he like goes to China, yeah, and people were just like that was stupid and like kind of pandering. And annoying, and yeah. it didn't really work. Like, like I think you're right. Like the way Vin Diesel is doing it by like integrating everything and kind of do it from the ground up uh, seems to be yeah. kind of more conducive to that. Wait Not like minute. Iron Man did make a shitload of money. Yeah, this movie made three hundred and forty-six million dollars. Yep, yeah, three hundred of that overseas. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Wow, on on an eighty-five million dollar budget. So that's yeah, that's the big thing. He he's he plays that stuff real well. Um, and I would say if you know if he he's gonna make the right choices. And I'm interested to see what because I don't I don't know if you can do more triple X. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what he tries next. But I wouldn't be I you know that movie's gonna be an ensemble cast and it's good. It's going to make sure it's got everyone in it. Yeah. You no. Know? Like his own Expendables. Yeah. Smart. Just smart. Uh, Smart movie making on his part. It's it's it's, it's the return on the investments. Insane. Mm-hmm. Mm, the return of the investments. The next one. Oh God! All right, let's just let's move on from there. Then at that point, thanks, Alex, for that great segue out of it. Um. So we've again, it's been a while since we podcasted. So there's a lot of other movies that we need to talk about. Uh, and I think the one that we all really want to talk. Oh God, Alex, did you see John Wick? No. Let's not talk about that one, then. I understand what we're saying I finally there, saw but... Kubo and the Two Strings. That was real good. <laughs> to that I say, get out. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Hey, yeah, I, let's talk I about Get Out. Quit. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm on the wrong website. Looking at Get Out. Look but I'm going to it right now. OMDB. 
I was on Box Office Mojo, and then I was like, yeah, type in Get Out. And then I was like, I don't care about how much money it made. Um, yeah, it's time for a young African-American to meet his white girlfriend's parents for a weekend in the, their secluded estate in the woods. But before long, the friendly and polite ambiance will give way to a nightmare. This movie's um, just so well done. Yeah. Top to bottom. This movie's um, great. Uh, yeah, it, it... You know, jo- Jordan Peele, what he brought to it was just an understanding, I think, of how you can balance the fact that you're making this in the genre. You can poke a little fun at genre. Without going over the top. Right, yeah, yeah totally. Because every single time, when it cuts back to his apartment with his friend watching his dog... Is hilarious. Yeah. So funny. But it doesn't cut the tension too much. No. Yeah. Even when you think he's, like, his friend, like, legitimately thinks he's dead and is talking to the police. It's it's funny, but it's in a way that also just adds to the regular social fear that it was trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, it rides it like a, a really thin line and it's just, and it able, it's able to pull it off perfectly. Um, it's... It's just, it's a good horror movie. It's a horror movie that, like, you, like, uh, the only, the only knock against it, I, I think, is the, uh, is when, like, the reveal finally happens and it does start showing, like, the flashbacks to previous points in the movie. I wish they just didn't do that. Just so, like, when re-watching the movie, I would be like, oh, shit. Or just, like, or just the idea of thinking back on it. Like, I feel like it told too much at that point. Like, it didn't need to do that. Uh, but everything in that movie is just so well done. Um, the, all the performances are top notch, and, and it just—it's—it's it's really freaky. Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure the scene of him actually talking to all the different uh, partygoers. Yeah, exactly. Would I, feel I don't wanna... so completely different the second time around, in yeah. such a way that would make me want to watch this movie over again if exactly. they didn't have flashbacks. I think I would have seen it again so much quicker. Yeah. If they didn't shout that stuff out. I agree. I 100 percent agree. I mean, tiny little knock to it. Yeah, no, tiny, tiny knock to it. But <laughs> an otherwise, like near flawless, like a, for a, for a first feature film. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, right. four and a half million dollar budget, and it's made a grand total of two hundred thirty million dollars. Yeah, it it was super great. I think the casting was perfect. Um, it really I, was. I think the un- the underlying menace that both Keener and and Whitford had to play as the parents and then the psycho brother I thought was awesome and making it, I don't know who watches girls, but making Marnie of all the people, the like basically psycho evil girlfriend uh, was absolutely perfect. Cause the only knock I had on the casting before I saw this was, I was like, there's no fucking way Allison Williams is likable. and they proved me they proved me right and daniel kalua is pretty awesome amazing um what a lot of what he had to do like playing a, a character that knows something is up but isn't totally ready to leave yet that's a tough thing to play but i think he would they they didn't make his character dumb yeah, because right, it, it's it's weird enough to be weird, right? But you you 
you can't quite leave yet because it's your girlfriend's pe-. like right. you know I I thought they that him not leaving immediately or you know several of the times where he probably should have narratively made sense yeah. so no one was was stupid exactly a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah Alex, that's, you've got to that's a scarier situation is when you see uh no one being an idiot but right. the situation still being like totally fucked like you can't leave well you you won't leave like you physically can but like you literally but you just can't but you can't yeah because of a because number of, of other, other reasons. reasons yeah like if he left and they weren't psychos then he's fucked. Yeah. And that relationship doesn't continue. Right. Yeah, that's why I think, like, the best part of his performance, other than, you know, because granted, on all the, in, like, trailers and promotional stuff, you see the, you know, the now, I guess, kind of classic just look on his face of fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I think what really worked to um, sort of hammer down that point that you guys were saying was the way that he would, his sort of posture and eye contact in mm-hmm. terms of, like, mm-hmm. you could tell he was trying to hide away yeah, and just sort of kind of look up at people really quickly just to try to connect with them again yeah, before trying to get out of their eyesight almost and, like, get hey. out of their... It's, I, I just thought, like, that was the best part of his performance. And, you know, whether that's him or I would actually say that would co- probably come down to Jordan Peele's direction, I think fits with what you're supposed to feel in his, his place. Just, just, the, just the way his his sort of, as I said, like his head would be down, and he would just sort of look up at everybody. Yeah, just try, almost trying to be like, if like, I can't react to every single little thing they say because it's going to be written all over my face that I think it's ridiculous. Yep. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so, so I mean, of like how everyone would yell at this movie when they first heard about it, you know, racist this, racist that. I think it that 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 performance of it makes it seem a bit more relatable because you get his uncomfortability by the way that he's looking at it all. Right. Way that, and not just not, you know, not just the fact that, you know, of what they're saying and what that should mean to him audibly, but you get it from the way that he stands that like you get how uncomfortable that he feels. Yeah. That it doesn't, ha- it does like, they don't have to be the most outwardly racist people in the world. Right, but you you're concentrating on his reaction so much that it's it's relatable, and not as I said, not overdoing it in, in any way. Yeah. So, anyone hear anything? Is has any more news dropped about? You know, because Peel said he wants to do sort of almost like kind of a serial of this of like different sort of social horrors. Well, he just um, they just signed him. Universal just signed him to do like. I think two or three more movies, and I think um, they just greenlit one, his next one, but we don't know anything about it or anything. Oh, nice. But that literally happened, like, this week. I'm excited to uh, see what he does next. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad he turned down, like, because apparently there was talk of offering him Akira. Yeah, yeah, there was. Which which would be, I think, a ridiculous thing to do next. Oh, also, like, totally. you, when, when you make something this good and this original... um. I can almost guarantee he's probably got a lot more original things to yeah. do. So yeah. let's like let's maybe get a couple more of those out before we start, you know, getting working truly in the studio franchise system. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, his next film uh, is scheduled for uh, spring 2019. Nice. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's the sort of social horror aspect of it, of what like you know the sort of 
a home invader genre try to you know tap into but immediately cross the line in like nine seconds and yeah. went way too overboard I just like it's that sort of stuff that I would love for him to keep you know playing in that sandbox yeah yeah um did anyone during this movie have a raucous crowd no I saw it at an advanced screening not really uh, uh yeah I saw it at the Alamo but not at an advanced screening but it, it was it wasn't that bad no Okay. Did you? <laughs> uh, I had a couple people yelling out that was really fun. There was one point, like, towards the end, some guy's yelling out, uh, like, at the, towards the very end of the movie, he's like, kill that bitch! Oh, I'm sorry, white people, but, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, let's keep moving on, then, because we still got a couple things to talk about. So, Russ, can you tell us a little bit about Logan? Oh, boy. Logan. Sure, I can. Um, in the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X somewhere out on the Mexican border. However, <laughs> Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives, pursued by dark forces. This kind of sounds like Gifted. <laughs> a little bit. It's better than <laughs> gifted, though. It kind of really, it really. If, if you didn't know what Logan and Professor X meant, right? This sounds like a single dad movie from that description. It kind of is, though. Like I feel like that's actually kind of to uh, to its credit. Yeah, I feel like it pulls it off. I fucking I love this movie. It was beautiful. Yeah, uh, like everything about it. Honestly, I think that these were great performances. I think that this is finally just like after. So, and maybe it's also like uh, in the past, but after so many shitty X-Men and Wolverine movies, like to have this is just is is so good from from the opening scene until the end. Uh, like I was I was in the theater, just like edge of my seat, like just like screaming with like enjoyment uh, the entire time. It was yeah. it was just nice to see somebody who was like kind of the perfect person to play a character finally get the chance after 17 fucking years yep. to play the character the way yeah. the character should be played yeah and to be in the sandbox with the r not even the r rating but just like cap capturing that sadness that is like right at the surface of who Wolverine or Logan or James Howlett, whatever you want to call him, yeah. whatever he is. Like this was like such a sad, so like, yeah, meditation on you know what do you do when there's no one left to kill. <laughs> so, uh, so both of you guys kind of mentioned the R rating thing. So I think one of the big things is that a lot of people were worried about the lessons that this would learn from Deadpool. What do you guys think that it learned and what do you think it learned well? And what do you think it ignored from Deadpool in in the right way? Like, how do you, how do you, like what, how, what sort of, how did they take away from Deadpool for this movie? I, I, I no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, the only thing I was going to say is that I, I feel like the, the one bad thing that they did or, or they got from Deadpool is just like the insane amount of cursing. Like there were so many F bombs thrown throughout this movie that had no, like it felt like they tacked them on at the end. It was like, we've got the R rating. So we might as well say fuck some more when you didn't need it because you had the violence at the gore and saw all this other stuff that would have easily like it, it just, it was unnecessary. 
Um, I think it. I think character specific. It was unnecessary. Yes. Like it's funny to hear Professor X be vulgar and oh, curse. Totally, yeah. I don't need that. Right. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it would have been worked better that as as he get as Professor X was getting better and more lucid, that his cursing would slow down. Yeah, something t- adding to it and not just like cursing for the sake of cursing. Cursing because we have the R rating. Yeah, but I definitely think. Yeah, I think the the language was out of place. Um, yeah, Russ, the, what, what were you going to say? Oh, no, uh, that that was, b- yeah. bar, language aside, like, I thought, I think it kind of realized, like, Deadpool has to be this, like, way, way, way over the top with, like, the the violence has to almost be, like, cartoon yeah. come to life. Um, so, yeah, people are getting dismembered and all this sort of stuff, and it's, like, played for laughs, but it's, like, funny, humorous gore. This was just like, ow, fuck. Like, that shit looks like it hurts. Yeah. Like, I think it, it looks kind of like a Western, like, with that, with yeah. that, in that grizzled sort of when you have your protagonist who's been, like, just world weary because he's been hit too many times. Like, the violence you felt this time around, you totally. know? It didn't feel, it felt, it felt so grounded in reality. Um, Despite having like you know clones and clones of clones running around, you know, but I I really I really liked it, and I thought um that it it showed that now there not there's not one way to make an R rated yes. superhero movie, totally. but it has to make sense for the character. Right, hundred percent. Alex, did you see this? Alex. Hmm? <laughs> wow. Wow. Did you see Logan? All right. All right, so uh what I was about to say was yeah. I think What's I think happening. <laughs> I don't know. Something that worked really well in terms of the violence was that Deadpool, you can have that ultra violence because Deadpool's there to mock it right. and talk about it. And in this movie, I think you can have the ultraviolence because, and it works more so because Wolverine is really hurting. Right. I think if this was a movie that had this level of violence, but Wolverine's healing factor was great, it would not oh, no, have yeah. worked out so well. 100%. Because the violence would have a little bit, a little bit ridiculous, and I think we would need sort of a Deadpool quip to break the tension of it. Yes. Um, I, I totally agree, and, and I feel like that plays into what Russ was saying before about like the western uh, and things like that. Uh, like when you know the gunman is is you know barely alive and stuff like that. It, it's you understand the the lengths that the, that he has to go to, like especially if you believe it, which uh, I totally did the whole time throughout Logan. Yeah, so yeah, I think that that's that's almost necessary yeah. for this movie to work. Yeah, Alex, you uh, back. <laughs> that is a no. Yeah, so because oh. I, don't, I don't know, like it's it's weird to think that this was still practically the same team that did the last two. Really, I didn't realize that. Like, was it Mangold was the one who did? He did a uh, the Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but I think I think this time he got more. I think this time he was given more latitude. So it kind of t- to tell, especially since they're like, all right, this is it. It's the last one. So 
you can tell the story you want. I think he has more. He had more story input this time around. Yeah. Um. If I'm, if I'm not mis- yeah, he got, yeah, he has a story by credit this time around. Uh, story by and screenplay. So, I think this time he had a lot more to do with the actual story. I think. Yeah, with these movies, so many of them get made by committee that it's hard to even tell who fucking wrote it. Yeah, he yeah. didn't write the the he didn't write the Wolverine. He wrote this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like he also movie. came in pretty late uh, with the Wolverine. Like originally, that was that that was supposed to be what's that guy? He's um that was like Darren Aronofsky's like oh movie, yeah. and then like he walked away to do that Noah movie. Um, so James Mangold kind of came in like a hired gun, right. but this time he got to really like make it his own. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I would, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think Wolverine worked more as a character in this of what, because they sort of put that, that effort into it. The sort of Wolverine doesn't want to be involved in any of this crap. And circumstances will push him forward yeah. to do everything. He doesn't have, you know, he he doesn't care about the big picture. He cares about the little things in front of him, which I think work well. Granted, when they mess with that and take things away, I was a little upset about um, the abrupt stop of one of the plot lines, which I'm not going to spoil on this. I guess you can. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, this this movie's out on DVD now. Like, come on. I just rented it. I just bought it. I saw it in theaters. I think we all did. Alex, you're back. Is this, is this a bit? <laughs> like, I'm not making that up. I just heard him talk. Okay. Yeah, well, apparently, while we were talking about Get Out, he sunk into, into the sunken place. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so so the death of Professor X, I think, cuts off a very interesting character study that I think cut it off at a point I wasn't ready for it to be cut off yet. Yeah, but that's, I think, part of, you know, life, is you're never ready for shit to just be done. Yeah. So I, I it worked for me. As much as I didn't like it... It worked, no. I'm in it total works. agreement with Russ. Yeah, I'm in total yeah. agreement with Russ. And I hate I hate that it works, but yeah. it works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very interested in this movie on a rewatch to see if that's something that I can I can enjoy a little bit more for what it did to my feelings. Yeah, totally. Sort of thing, and, and you know, um, what'd you guys think about the little girl? That was great. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I loved her. No complaints. I would nope. say. No, definitely I think not. she was like the perfect amount as well. I don't think there was too much or too little. I think like the amount of like talking she did and mm-hmm. her feelings tracked the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Way better than the little girl in Gifted. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, so we still got a couple to go. Unless there are any final words on Logan, you know, particularly from Alex. Okay, so how about we get a rust down with Lego Batman? Oh yeah, that came out. Um, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> um, 
A cooler than ever, Bruce Wayne must deal with the usual suspects uh, as they plan to rule Gotham City while discovering that he has accidentally adopted a teenage orphan who wishes to become his sidekick. A lot of movies with the same plot. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it, right? Like, they're all... <laughs> all about this. I really... I mean, I think that Lego Batman works as not only, like, another movie in the Lego franchise, or just another, like, comedy and, like, kids movie, but just as a Batman movie in general. Yep. And I think that's, yeah, I think like... That's a lot of fun stuff it. to say about Batman. Yeah, it does. And I think that there's a lot of really great visual gags and visual cues uh, from, like, previous Batmans and older Batmans, and I think this just, like, nails everything. I loved just the mixed-up Batman world. Like, you've got movie Bane that yep. looks like Batman the Animated Series Bane. You've got... Like, I just loved how all of your Batman interpretations and iterations of the last 50 years were just thrown in, like, one big melting pot. Yeah. Um, it, but I think I think it had a real... It did a lot. It, had, it just had so much fun mm -hmm. with these characters. And it yeah, wrote them well too. Like, the yeah, exactly. It, it, it did it so well in that, and like it was still funny, but it was fun uh, and like it was funny and believable for these characters. It wasn't like any of them being overly goofy or, or like out of touch with like the character that you think that you know. It just all right. worked. Yeah, I didn't find it as funny as the Lego Movie, but I I think it. Yeah, I think I there was a lot of it that was smarter than I expected from this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, granted, the end was a little. Some of the end was a little co cookie cutter. For me. Uh, did you, did you not like the song? What Robin, uh, Robin's song at the end? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but other than I mean, other than that, I, I yeah, I was just it was, I was shocked about how smart it was. Yeah. It was really great. I think it got the psychology of the characters really well. I love Joker's just motivation. I agree. It works so it was, well for him. Because that is Joker's motivation. Yeah. It was really funny to to see that. But yeah, I thought this movie was cute and fun and like a kid's movie that I would have absolutely no problem watching like a hundred times. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm working on... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Um, all right, anything else we want to say about Lego Batman? Yeah, it's on video. Rent it. Yeah, it's on video. Go rent it now. Uh, all right, so let's. So we're not going to talk about John Wick, right? No. Nah. Yeah. Go see it. It's the best movie of the year. Yeah. Uh, so, Russ... You can give me a rust end if you want to, or you could just tell me your thoughts on Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it was good. Yeah, I thought it was better than I was. It's you know, it's definitely not as good as the cartoon. Uh, no, nothing is. Yeah, uh, but I think that they do a lot of really good stuff with kind of the backstory that uh, that wasn't in the cartoon. I thought there was also a lot of just like extraneous stuff that was unnecessary, but it was way better uh, than I thought it was going to be. And I thought that the BR guest segment was actually like really awesome and a really great. I. Didn't I didn't think I was going to like that scene when I saw bits and pieces of it in the commercial. I was like, ah, that looks fucking dumb. Yep. But then when I sat in the theater 
Like, I had a giddy fucking face on, Me like, too. one minute in. I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking cool. I, I couldn't believe um, how blown away I was by that scene. It, it, it was it, insane. It felt fully realized. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought it was really good. One thing I I was surprised about was, like, the end as they all, like, kind of turn back into permanent, like, dead objects. Right. I felt a lot of emotion about that. Yeah. And I didn't expect it. I was like, no! <laughs> and I clearly know what's going to happen. It's a movie... It's, I mean, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> but <laughs> I still fucking dug it. I really, really loved it. And Gaston has always been my favorite Disney villain. And it was great. Oh, so it was awesome to see him uh, realized pretty well by Luke Evans. Yeah. And... All that gay stuff was a smokescreen just to they get people to see it because totally. it was not a thing. Yeah. Was it tre- but my worry was when I heard all that news, was it treated as a joke, him coming out? No. Or well, was it something that was hinted that he was gay? It's kind he of He never hinted. really outright says I'm gay. Yeah. But you kind of get it. Yeah. Okay. And then it's I was and then it that builds to be like a throw throwaway joke. He's like, oh, I'm like, oh, but I There's yeah, another no, character no, that. that they kind of joke about. But uh, him, him, him. Uh, but LeFou is just like clearly a gay guy, but yeah. the, he doesn't ever. It's not played for a joke okay. or anything. The other, there's another character that is. Yes. Yeah, that was my that was my worry when I heard that news. When well, it's, I mean, granted, granted, the people who are who are angry about it are idiots, but the people who are like overly happy about it, I was really worried that they were going to get let down by like a joke. Right. Right. It's kind of both. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because there's two characters, yeah. but okay. it's really it's really good, yeah. and um, I'm just if they can, they've now pulled off like Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella. They all yeah. they they have like a license to print money now. All they have to do is take their old shit and redo it, and, and it'll be good. And they are, and I'm excited. And that's to pretty see much them. what they're doing. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see Lion King. I have no idea how they're going to do it. Uh, just like Jungle Book. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably right. Um, Jungle Book was all with all digital characters, with the exception of Mowgli. This time, there's right. just no Mowgli. That's you know what? I, that probably works to the best. Yep. Um. All right. If Mowgli will take you out of it because he's real. Because he's real. Yeah. And it does. It's almost like oh, I don't really fit in here. Um. So I think Zeus. I mean, we still have the final segment, the Peter off where Pete's going to give a rundown of a couple of movies that he's seen. Um, yeah, I just want to make two suggestions. Okay. Uh, first is Free Fire. Tell me about Free Fire, because I've been interested in it, but I haven't seen it. It's a really delightful sort of almost um, bottle movie, like okay. like TV shows have bottle episodes, if, if everyone's heard that term before. It's like spinning the bottle? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just an hour and a half long game of spin the bottle. Um, but it's, it's literally just like... I think it's like eight or nine people show up for for a gun deal in Boston in the seventies in this old warehouse, and it just goes down wrong. And then the rest of the movie is them just in the same warehouse shooting at each other. Okay, cool. I was ho- I was actually hoping that it, they wouldn't ever leave that warehouse. Like the trailer oh, didn't look like it. Absolutely, do not. That's great. And it mm. take it takes about a half hour of the gunfight for anyone to go even into another room. Okay. They're all just out in the open together, and it's. It's. I think it plays really, really well, and it's really fun. Um, I would highly suggest it. It's. I don't think it's that long, and it's just. It was just a really good time. So I would highly suggest that. All right. Yeah. Um, 
The other thing that I just want to mention real quick, uh, I saw Power Rangers. Yeah, you did. And I think I... I like I, that you put that in the form of a question. <laughs> I'm, well, because I technically kind of... I did and I didn't. So maybe I saw the best possible... Uh, maybe I saw Power Rangers in the best possible way in which the movie theater had a fire alarm as soon as they started morphing at the very end. <laughs> And I had to leave, and I've never seen the end of Power Rangers. All right. <laughs> so what that means is I've seen an hour and twenty minutes. Oh my god! Of of five teenage characters, sort of coming together. I I I missed the parts of the movies, the movie in which they were just in power suits fighting stuff, or driving around robots and fighting stuff. <laughs> so I didn't see any of the ridiculous CG acting to it. Okay. I saw a movie that spent an amount of time that I was frankly shocked by developing real to life to 2017 interesting teenage characters. I am I am shocked here like hearing that it was an hour 20 and they never got in the, into the suits or anything. Like that's insane. Okay. But the thing is it doesn't drag because these characters like Maybe I just had, maybe it's low expectations going into it, but I was just like, I can't believe that I am liking all five of these kids. Yeah, that's impressive. They're so interesting. Like Jason, the Red Ranger, is um, like the golden boy football player who kind of cracks under the pressure and ends up like getting arrested and hurting himself. Um, the uh, Kimmy, the Pink Ranger, is was, like, a cool cheerleader girl who, in, like, just a one fateful moment, like, cyber-bullied this friend of hers, and now she's sort of lost. Like, she she hates herself. She doesn't know if... Like, she's confused whether or not she's a good person and kind of hates herself. Um, the Blue Ranger, the nerdy one, is actually on the spectrum. Okay. And has never been able to connect with people until these other four kids. Um, the Yellow Ranger is gay, um, and her like, her family doesn't understand her, and she has trouble making friends because they also move town a lot. And she's like, she's very, she just thinks that no one will no one understand her. And then the Black Ranger, uh, who I I don't think is Zach in this movie. I think they might have changed his name. Um, is um, the, the kind of the bad like the bad boy kid who doesn't go to school or anything, but it's because you find out like he lives in a trailer with his mom, who's like in bed dying. Oh, all right. Wow. And he's just like, and he's just terrified of being alone. So he forces himself to sort of be alone. And this movie spent this like, it's all pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, this movie spends the time to make all of these characters fully fleshed out and real. And then there's a fun little trick with Zordon with all this that really sets it up and is so interesting. I'm sure it completely ruins it in the last like 20, 20 <laughs> When they're, as I said, when they're like five people in differently colored suits fighting CGI characters, right? So, if anything, give it a try and be hopefully be surprised about how much time they spend on these characters, and then maybe shut it off when they morph at the end. All right, that is what well, happens. The end might be great, but I have yet to see the end. You <laughs> may have a... sold me on this movie. I, I I'm I'm terrified that you're gonna come back and be like this movie's a whole lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Alex, did you see it? <laughs> All right. 
we lost Alex like 30 minutes ago. I don't know what's happened. He, like, but jumped. I've been checking my phone for texts or like. Me too. <laughs> been, I look. I ah. looked in the sna- uh, the Slack chat to see if he had posted anything. There's nothing. <laughs> it's very weird. It's very weird. All right, uh, Russ. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Kong was fun. See it. Okay. Is it worth seeing? Well, I guess it's out of theaters now. But would it have been worth seeing on a big screen? Sure. Right. I think they mess with yeah they mess with his scale a little bit from the first scene to the next. Mm. Got that um, whole Hulk problem. No interest. Wait, what? The Hulk problem? Yeah, I just I just have no interest in this Kong fighting Godzilla. This seems like one shared movie universe too many. Between this and the Mummy. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, I will see the shit out of the Mummy. Oh, I'm but... totally going to see the shit out of the Mummy when it comes out. Mummy looks great. Yeah, it does. Uh, all right. So that seems like that's it, unless Alex has got any last comments. I mean, it's still pretty fun that even when we all, like, when something comes up like the Mummy, we still pause waiting for Alex to chime in. Too. I know. Well, it's just ingrained at this point. It's like a yeah. Pavlovian response or something like that. Um, Chekhov's Alex. Chekhov's Alex, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to come. He's going to get the last word. I guarantee oh. it. Um, but all right. So let us wrap this up. We have to do another one of these, not like four months afterwards, because it just ends up being a lot more. One a month. One a month, I think, is uh, is a good schedule. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good schedule. All right. You can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. You can email us, probably. At moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. I think I lost the password, so I'll see. Maybe or I'll actually just email, like, one of us. Yeah, you probably know us, honestly. <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're uh, this. Andrew, you know where, where our email address is. Yeah, exactly. Text. Just just Or text us, yeah. I mean, Katie Rourke, Adam, get at us. <laughs> Come on, guys. We've been waiting for an email or a text or anything. We're lonely. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that, that uh, mailbag episode. <laughs> we keep wanting to. We just don't have enough mail to do it. Um... <laughs> Uh, and we are the priest and the beekeeper uh, and you can find us the third thursday of every month at our monthly show at the creek in the cave called pig pile uh the next show is i should have had this up already i don't have as good a song as russ why do i have this locked and i can't see the rest of the dates on the calendar thank you june 15th is the next show so come on out we have some stand-up we have some improv uh, I don't think we have anything booked for that show yet, probably, because it's way too far in advance. Uh, but it's always a good time. Creek Cave is fun. They got cheap beer. And ping, mm. uh, and not ping pong, but uh, they have pinball. Pinball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think that does it for us for this time. Thanks for being here, guys. Even you, Alex. Yeah. Uh, not here. All right. And we will see you guys next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. Bye. Yeah.